Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wherever you are, let us pray. Pray. Tonight I want us all to pray that the Lord will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That we will know the hope of his glory his inheritance in the saints his supernatural and resurrection power which he wrought when he raised Christ from the dead lift your voice just pray say Lord speak to my spirit and to my soul open the eyes of my understanding Grant me wisdom and revelation, Lord, in the knowledge of you. Lord, that I will know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glory, and your resurrection power. In the name of Jesus, as I be for your word, speak to me in a way that I understand. Let me be blessed. Let me be uplifted. Let me be directed. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Speak to us in a way that will understand, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Mighty Holy Spirit, minister to our hearts. Minister to our hearts. Open our hearts and let your word, and hide your word in them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We submit ourselves to your word tonight. Speak in a way that will understand, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Well, tonight for a short time, we want to go through the word of God. Amen. I'm still preaching on the subject, attempt great things for God. Amen. Daniel 11:32. the Bible tells us that they that know they are God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. I see you doing exploits. I said, I see you doing exploits. An exploit is a great thing. Amen. Wonderful. A great thing is an exploit, and an exploit is a great thing. Last week, I spoke to you about attempt to do what? Fight for God. Yeah, I talked about fighting for God. Attempt to fight for God. That was a hot one. Is that not so? Yeah. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a hot one. I said, if you are building, we are trying to fight for God. And one of the areas that you need to fight for God is building a church. Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against. So as soon as Jesus brought up the church, building of the church, the gates, they immediately told us the enemies of building the church, which is the gates of hell. And I said, that's the only place in the Bible that the Bible puts this phrase, the gates of hell. Do you get it? All kinds of demons are released to fight against the building of the church. So it's one area that we must fight in. Amen. Amen. 
One area we must fight in. All right? And it's a fight for God, not just. And I say, when you are building a church, you face two types of enemies enemies within and enemies without. Do you get it? Local enemies and foreign enemies. Do you get it? Local, localized enemies and foreign enemies. Do you get it? Uh huh. Local players, those who play in PSL. Do you get it? Then you have to fight those who play in. Uh, Premier League and all those other people. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we looked at all that. And we say the dangerous ones are the beast within. Do you get the beast within? And we went into that area. Today we don't want to go there. It's cold. We want to have a happy service and go home. Do you get? But I'm just bringing you up to speed. You see, like Jedija, you were not here. We were here last Tuesday. Uh-huh. So I'm bringing you up to speed. Do you get it? Yeah, that. When we are, as we are building the church, Satan deploys enemies without, which means enemies who are from outside. Then he also deploys enemies within. Do you get it? Huh? So people from outside come to fight building the church. Then people who are already in the church, but they have been employed, some full-time, some part-time, some knowingly, some unknowingly. Do you get it? Some have been employed as spies, agents, supporters, friends. Do you see? Even with the agents, last Sunday we realized that they are Sleeper agents. There are different types of agents. Active agents and then sleeper agents. The active agents are those who are working now. Do you get And the sleeper agents, they are currently dormant. This, if you have watched a lot of these uh, movies, this type of series, like 24, and you can see that what happens sometimes an agent is sleeping. We call it a sleeper agent. He's there. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Until the day he's activated. Do you get it? The people who did the September 11 bombing of the World Trade Center, they were in America for some time. Sleep. Some of them were going to school. Some of them even had local girlfriends who are like, yeah, so they had blend into the system until the day they were activated. May you not be a sleeper agent. So the Bible says we should fight. So Paul said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have finished the race. Now it's laid up for me a crown of, of rejoicing. Do you get it? Of righteousness, rather. Do you get it? So if we fight a good fight, one day Jesus will come. He will give us a crown. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now I'm not saying go and start fighting with your neighbors. By the time we come, you are sitting on your landlord. You are beating your landlord. No. Damn, fight a good fight. Amen. Wonderful. Today I want to talk about attempt new things. Attempt new things. And this short one, I just read what is in the book and then we go forward. Amen. Good. Jeremiah chapter 33. Okay. I'm reading from verse 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time while he was yet shut up in the courts of the prison, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof. The Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hallelujah. We quote this scripture all the time. Call unto me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Hallelujah. Now this, this part of scripture tells us that 
God is going to, God is saying we should call on him and he will show us great things. Do you get it? Great things and mighty things. And we are saying we want to attempt great things for God. So God himself is saying that I will show you great things and I will show you mighty things. Do you get it? So those great things you are trying to attempt for me, I will show them to you. Do you get it? Now, how or what are these great things? These are things that we do not know about, which means new things. Did you touch something? New things. Amen. So God is saying, I will show you new things, things that you do not know about. And these are the great things I am talking about. So anytime you attempt a new thing, anytime you attempt a new thing that God shows you, to God, it's a great thing. Amen. God is saying that I'm showing you new things. And like I just said, when, when, when you... You, you do or you attempt the new thing that God shows you to God is a great thing. Amen. We are creatures of habits, so we don't like to change and do new things at all. Yeah, we don't like to change and do. Some of us have been doing the same old, even though it's not working, we still keep doing it. Because to change it, it's not easy for us as human beings. Do you get Because we don't like change. If you like, monitor all the things you do. You can even predict all the things you will do tomorrow based on the things you did today. Hello? Based on the things you, do, you did today. I mean, some of you brush your teeth like you are trying to extract a tooth. Tomorrow, that's the same way you are going to. You are going to hold the brush like a, a sword and you are going to the same thing. You, you, you understand? We are creatures of habit. So when, when God shows you something new and you do that new thing, the Bible describes it as a great and a mighty thing. I see you doing great and mighty things. Now, Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9, the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So if God is saying he's going to show us new things, what are, what are, what are, what, what, what are the new things? Because the Bible says there's nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. The same old things that what has been is what shall be. There's nothing new under the sun. So what are these new things that God is talking about? That which has been, let's read the scripture. The thing that has been, hey, boom. The thing that has been is the thing that shall be. Good, let's read. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is nothing new, there is no new thing under the sun. So, pastor, how then are you saying that we are going to do new things? Isn't it a good question? Yeah. Now, one of the things you should know about God is that God doesn't reveal all his plan for you from day one. Do you get it? He just tell you, oh, do they, you do they, no, no, you go here, no. He gives you, he unfolds his plans in bits and pieces. As you obey this one, then he will show you the next one. As you obey that one, then he will show you. So, for some of us, the reason why God is not showing us any new thing is that the, one, the last one he showed you, it's been seven years, you have still not done it. 
As soon as you do it, he will reveal the next one to you. Do you get it? Now, these new things God is talking about, they are not new to he, God. They are only new to you. Do you see, like, like yesterday, um, they said they have flown a drone on Mars. Do you get it? It's like human beings have gone to Mars. Now they've put a drone. Like they've sent rockets to Mars. They put a drone every... Mars has always been there. We are now discovering it. Hello? We are now discovering it. Yeah, tell her about we are now. <laughs> so we are now discovering them. So what God is saying is that if, if you are to attempt new things, you are to discover these new things and attempt to do them. They are not new to him, but they are new to you. They are not new to him, but they are new to me. Hallelujah. So anytime you chance on something new, for God and you attempt, mind you I'm saying attempt great things for God, not for yourself. I found a new hairstyle, then you do it, then you say it's a great thing. Oh. Then the word great has become watery. Do you get Oh, I'm learning a new language. So you just speak it. So, no, 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 no. Something that is for God, which God shows and is for him. So when you discover it and you start to do it, God sees it as great. So, Mr. Pastor, how then do we discover new things? Five ways to discover new things and we go home. I read from the book and coincidentally incidentally the first way to discover new things is by being open to new books. The first way to discovering new things is through new books. Amen. It's through new books. 2 Kings 22, I'm reading 8 and verse 13. It says, And Helkiah, the high priest, said unto Shaphan, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Helkiah Gave the book to Shaphan and he read it. Verse 13. Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me and, and for the people and all and for all Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. So the book, they didn't know the book, they just found it. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that is written concerning us. Here, Bishop says, be open to great books and authors whose material have, you have never read before. Josiah the king, this is the one here, Josiah the king was open to a new book that he discovered. This led to one of the greatest revivals in the history of Israel. I am always searching for a book, an author, who God will use to bless me. I discovered Rick Joyner 
in a bookshop as I scan through books trying to find something that will help my life and ministry. What a different what a difference it made in my life. Be open to new books and new authors who you have never heard speak. Anybody who reads finds new things. Hello? Anybody who reads finds new things and learns new things. We are blessed to have so many books here. You will learn so many things. This is actually my favorite of all the books, though. This is it. This one. Then the brother of, not the brother per se, but these are my two favorite books of all the books. Yeah. But since I'm holding this, please, don't be scared. I'm not going to preach from you. It's just, okay, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. to take this book and read it you will discover something new in the book and when you attempt to obey it you will be surprised how is it that's a great thing and how much your life will change this book explains why poor people are poor and why rich people get rich this book explains why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer the poor don't get poorer because the rich don't like them they get poorer because they have a certain attitude. They have some character traits that tends to poverty. There's a way of a man that tends him to poverty. I mean, you see a student. Students who are failing always fail. And students who are passing, you know, I've been to different, by the grace of God, I went to school completely, like I went to school enough. Then... I have been at different levels with different students. I've been in school with some students that no matter how difficult the course is, they'll get a distinction. They will be saying with all of us, this course is very hard. It's so difficult. It's, I mean, eventually at the point of tears. But when we write the exam, they'll get a distinction. And you wonder... How did they get, what were this? Okay, fine. Question number one. How did they get their distinction? You, it's okay. Let's put it aside. But why were they also complaining with us? That is difficult. That, I think the question, the first question, I, I don't really mind if they don't answer, but why were they complaining with us when we were saying that is, so, I mean, one day I had an Indian lecturer. Look, when he speaks, nobody hears. He talks to himself. Yeah, here, look, and there's a microphone. The university has provided a microphone that he should talk through. When he comes, he just faces the, 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 the board in the lecture hall. You see how the lecture room, if you have been to university before, you see how the lecture room, the board is very long. I wonder why they don't do it like high school, small board. Then we do have, no, it shows you the amount of work that must be done. Long, so he starts from here. He's talking to himself. And he's the only one who can hear what he's saying. Now, in, in, he was my economics, microeconomics lecturer. Now, with microeconomics, it's almost, it's, it's, it's reactions. Do you get it? Reactions. You, as I explained, you will get it. Everything is reactions. If this happens, that will happen. If this happens, that will happen. If this, do, do, do you follow now? Good, you are learning something new. 
So he's there. And he has drawn the normal demand and supply graph, which is just an X. Okay. Then he talks to himself and he tells himself an increase in price, do you see, will lead to a decrease in demand. Demand is this one or this one? Which one is demand? This one. Oh, hey. This one. And this is supply. Are we okay? Are you sure? No, don't just agree because I'm the one preaching. Do you agree? <laughs> it's which one? Demand. No problem. No, no. no. And supply. So everybody is going this way. <laughs> wait, wait. So this is demand. This is supply. No problem. Okay. So he tells himself an increase in price, which is here. Okay. Will lead to a decrease in demand. The reaction is that it leads to a decrease in demand. Okay, but he won't, you won't hear what he said. Then the next thing you see, he has drawn the decrease. So the first demand line is here. Then he has drawn the second one. Do you, do you see? Then he's just talking. Do you see? Now, this applies to elastic products. So he, he does it. Then in an inelastic market, then he will... He's, all these things, he's saying it to himself. So you are just seeing the reactions as he's going. And you have to believe God and use magic to realize that when he drew the line here, the reason why he brought the line down was because of an increase in price. So maybe he will indicate P1. So he will P2, which is second price here. Do you get it? So if you don't understand something small, no. He's teaching for two hours. If he loses you in the 15th minute, Game over for the rest of the lecture. <laughs> so you have to be picturing. Okay, then he does this. Then he does this. Then he draws another one. Then two, two. Then the, you are wondering, what is at all is he doing? Then we are all there. True. Look, it's one of the most quiet lectures you can go for. Because you need all your concentration. If he was just using the mic, you will hear the reason why these reactions are going on. And as soon as he gets here, he comes. And then he raises. I thought he would even erase only one side because some of us are stuck at board number four. We are catching up. No, no, no. Everything, including the one you don't understand. Then he goes to continue. <laughs> hey. Then, but when he, when he, when, when he closes the lecture, he leaves. Usually, when the lecture closes, you see everybody starts living through everywhere. When he closes, nobody moves. You are so confused, you don't even know that he has closed. Yeah. So he will leave. Then after some time, we will all realize that he's no longer in the lecture room. That's when we know that the lecture is over. Then we also get up and... Uh, because some people are confused for a long time. will be there. Some of us give up after one hour. <laughs> Some people, <laughs> you see, and I thought he would do his lectures one, one, no, he puts all together. So if he gets you to confuse you, he has two hours to finish with you. And you will see these boys say, no, this lecture is no good at all. Then you write this with them and they'll get a distinction. So you ask yourself that, ah, I thought we were all confused. 
were you complaining when we were complaining? The reason is that these people, they have a certain trait, attitude, trait, seriousness towards the work that one Indian lecturer is not enough to confuse them to move from a 3.7 GPA to a 3.0 GPA. No, you are not enough. You are not at all. You're let, you can call, if, you like, if you don't come for lectures, they will get an A. If you, the lecturer likes, you should. These are the people, they know all the tutors, all the teaching, and they know everybody. Yeah, they know what to do. They know how to track down a tutor to teach them what they didn't understand. And we didn't know that we could go and get the tutor to give us lectures. So we are there believing God and using faith. But they have said it. But you will not know that it's their character traits that makes them successful. Until you take a book like this and you read it, then you see that, oh, this is why some people are successful. And this is why some people are not successful. Now, when you read it, you will be seeing it for the first time. Now, when you, that is the new thing that God is showing you. And when you attempt to do it, God sees it as great. Great. You take a book like this, you are doing center work. You have never bothered to take a book like this to look through, to see if I will get an idea towards what I'm doing. You just say, oh, colorful book. Sandy, I told you about colorful names, ne? Yeah. Colorful book. Yeah, broadsword calling Danny Boy. Wow. Colorful names. You will know, but let me take it. Let me look through it. Church expansion. Go through it. The mindset of a church planter. The mindset you must have as a center leader. So you just think that by going to give the people biryani, they will follow you to church on Sunday. Yeah. You just think that by cooking food for the people. What, what is that jollof rice you have from Uganda? Chapati. Pilau. Yeah, it's almost like pila. Pilau. Just by going to give people pilau. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's the local version. That's, that's, that's the local version. Pilau. But what, what is the original? Pilau. Pilau. By going to give people pilau. You see, Africa, we are all the same. We all have a type of when you go to Uganda, it's called Pilau. When you come to us, it's called Briani. When you go to West Africa, it's called Jollof rice. But the concept is the same. Yeah, some people have just, there's just some small variation, but the idea is it's just rice that has, the stew has been mixed already before it's ready. That's all. <laughs> to, save, to save the work you have to do when you are eating it. That's all. It's just rice and stew in a certain way. Hmm? If you don't take a book to read, you will cut yourself from all the new things that God is trying to introduce you to. Yeah. You cut yourself. Even, you, 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 you have never even, you are married, you have never read a book about marriage. On, I'm not talking about even just the Bible per se, just a book. Why are you talking about a book? A book because some, a, a book is like a particular subject that is in the Bible. 
Do you see? But the scriptures and the revelations are scattered throughout the Bible. Now, seeing that you and I, we don't read that much. When are we going to read the whole Bible to find all those scriptures and get those revelations? So somebody sits down, has done the research, found all those scriptures that talk about that particular subject and has had revelations on them and condensed them into a book. One book. So it's like a one-stop shop. One-stop shop. A one-stop grocery shop. You go, you get all the things you need for your house in that shop. That's what a book is. If you were to take your time to, I mean, some of you are doing business. If you were to take your time to read a little about management or about, even you are handling people, about people handling skills. This is how when I preach, they say I have anger issues. The guy said I have anger issues. <laughs> <clears throat> Do, do, do you get it? Like people handling, which is how to handle people. How to make people feel special around you. So that when they are around you, they feel, they, even when they are bad, they want to be around you. When they, when they come around you, they feel better. So that they can be with you. You won't take your time to read it. Before long, this employee is gone here. This employee is gone here. This employee is gone here. The next opportunity. I was having a chat with a pastor. I said, the way you pastor the people, they, that's why they don't want to be with you. As soon as they get another opportunity, they want to go somewhere else. Because if they are with you, what is going to happen is not going to be good. Yeah. Hello? Number two. I said it's a quick one, so number two is... I say it's quick, but when I get here, then I forget, forget, forgive me. Number two, be open to new men of God. Be open to new men of God. And the Syrian had gone, 2 Kings 5, 2 and 3, he says, And the Syrians had gone out by company and had brought away captives unto the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, would, would God my Lord were with, with God my Lord were with God my Lord were with the prophet, that I wish my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover from his leprosy. You all know the story of Naaman the leper. So here, this little girl was introducing the prophet to this general called Neymar. He didn't know Elisha. So he said, look, there's a man of God in Israel. If you were to go to this man of God, this your leprosy, will be healed. Will be healed. Will be healed. It will be something new, but the power of God will come into your life. It's something new to you. You're not used to it, but something will come into your life. So he, 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 she introduced her master to Elisha. That's how he got healed. As you come to church, look, we mention different men of God. They are all references for you. You hear us mention Rick Joyner. You hear us mention Benny Hinn. You hear us mention all these other men of God. They are all new men of God that God is introducing into your life to bring something that is not there into your life. Yeah. As a ministry, we are blessed with different men of God. 
different men of God as a ministry, I think that perhaps, at least as far as my limited knowledge knows, we have the highest concentration of ministers of God in one church. Yeah, perhaps. Highest concentration per square meter in one space, in one, in one, in one denomination. So many. Like, Pastor, how do you preach? I, I wait on the Lord. There, so I want to preach this. When I find what I want to preach, I just start scrolling through different. Sometimes I even go to YouTube. And I just type in what I want to preach about. Boom, there's by all means somebody in our ministry who has preached the subject. That's by all means. That's why sometimes when, when you see that I'm preaching, you go on, you see different of our pastors are preaching what I'm preaching. I said, oh, this, this one, Bishop Ogo has preached it. Eh, Bishop, Bishop Saki has also preached it. Prophet has preached it. I just look at that and say, today I want to feel like, I want to feel like Bishop Ogo. Then I just start listening. The same thing I'm going to preach. I'm reading the book every day. I start listening to Bishop Ogo's presentation of the same thing. Yeah. I said, well, let me preach a series on loyalty. Then I look. Who are the people who have preached this? Uh, this uh, loyalty, uh, loyalty, this thing. Then I just can. Then I remember that once, a, once upon a time, my pastor was preaching loyalty. I go and find my pastor's preacher. I said, "Mr. Richard, do I? one of recently, last year, or last year somewhere, we were watching one video here. He was preaching powerfully. The thing was blessing me so much. I took out my phone and I sent him a WhatsApp message. I said, Charlie, you are being very great. Bishop, you are being very great in, in my church. He said, oh, I'm not in your church. I'm in my house. I was sitting here, I took a picture of the screen. I said, which of you have been so great in my church here. He said, hey, I'm not in your church, I'm in my house, please. I'm inside my house. Yeah. So you have variety. You know, it's sad that those who have the variety are the people who least explore and use the variety. Yeah. The people who least, least explore and use the variety. Number three, like I told you, it's a short, it's a family service. Anything I don't say, well, next week we'll say again. Be open to ancient ministries. Acts 8, 27 and 28 says, And he arose and went, and behold, an Ethiopian, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, and the Candace, queen of, Ethi- queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and he came and had come to Jerusalem for a worship and was returning and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet. The Ethiopian eunuch was open to the ancient ministry of Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet lived hundreds of years ago before the Ethiopian lived. Yet the Ethiopian eunuch was reading the prophet Isaiah's book. It is the searching through the ancient ministry of Isaiah that brought salvation to this Ethiopian eunuch. Hallelujah. There are people who have done what we are doing before we started to do it. They've done it many years ago. Just looking into what 
they have done. Like looking into history will teach you so much, so many new things which you didn't know. It's not new to God. You see, it may not even be new to your neighbor, but for you, it's new. For you, it's new. History. Recently, I got a chance to sit with a, a pastor from the Methodist church. Yeah, from the Methodist church. So I, I asked him, tell me, how does the Methodist church work? Then he started to break it down to me. So we have this, and we have that, so we do this. And we, as he was breaking it down to me, because the Methodist, you see, the word a, a Methodist, just the English word Methodist, is somebody who has mastered in the use of methods. That's why we call a Methodist, a specialist. Do you get it? So they, they, John Wesley used a lot, of, he set up a lot of methods. That's why they call them the Methodist. So he started to break down the thing to me. So we have this, then we have that, then we have this, then we have that. Then as he was talking, I was just listening and, and I was smiling in my heart. Do you know why I was smiling? I could see why we do so many of the things we do in this church. I could see. Yeah. So he would say, oh, we have this. Then I just realized that that thing he says they have, we have it. We just have a different name for it. Yeah, we call it something else. We have a different terminology. What we call shepherd, they call something else. What we call basanta leader, they call something. Then they have this, then they have that. Then they, just as we have basentes, then we have centers, then we have a main church. Then we have a collection of churches that make a council with a bishop at the cathedral. They have the same structure. But how did we come? We learned from them. We learned it from them. We learned it from them. So he explained to me, you see, Methodist Church South Africa is different from Methodist Church Ghana. So I said, different in what sense? It's like, are they like different churches? He said, oh no, we are together. We are one church. But it's one denomination. And then the one in Ghana is also one denomination. I say, eh, no wonder we have Lighthouse International, South Africa. Then we have Lighthouse Chapel International, Kenya. Lighthouse Chapel International, Ghana. Yeah, so I was just listening quietly and I was smiling. I said, eh, this is why we do this. This is why we do this. So at the point, he asked me, why am I smiling? Then I said, oh no, he's just, when he got to this particular point, I said, oh, I, I'm sure he, he thinks that Lighthouse Chapel International it's just Lighthouse Chapel International everywhere. He said, oh, yeah, is it not so? I said, oh, no. We have Lighthouse Chapel International South Africa and Lighthouse Chapel International Kenya and Lighthouse Chapel International Ghana. We have it like, then I started to give, we have mustard seed. We have an Akazu assembly. He said, you? <laughs> so he asked me a question. Where did you get all the names? <laughs> Because it's like, you are doing what we are doing, but you have money to have different names. Like, different names. Not like everybody, Lighthouse, the only difference is the name of Lighthouse, Swaziland, Lighthouse, Botswana. Like, no, no, no. You have different, you have names. Mustard seed. This, this, this. I said, oh, they are just the names that we have used for our things from the Bible, for the camps, for the things. That's what we have just used. So that they can, it can have some flavor. That's all. Just so, for some swagger. That's all. But if you don't read history, you will not know anything. If you don't read history,
history, you will know that every young, every young black man from your community, when, like recently I was asking, like I, would, I, was, I was asking this guy, what, does, what did he do? Like what did he study? So he has a degree in this. Then I asked him, he has a degree in this. I said, so, so where do they work? They don't work. So I asked him, ah, when people finish UKZN, do they work at all? Because I'm yet to meet anybody who has graduated from UKZN who has a job. Ah, Yvonne, Yvonne. That's the question I was asking. Do you get Because it's like, I said, oh, he has a degree in, he has an honest in. So I said, ah. So people who finish that school, where do they work? They, <laughs> never know. So that maybe I don't. Yeah, go there. <laughs> number four, number four, number four. Be open to travel. This is a big one. Galatians 1.18, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him for 15 days. Even though Paul had had a revelation of Jesus Christ, he traveled to Jerusalem to see Apostle Peter. Be open to travel to meet men of God whom you have not heard of, whom you have heard of. Paul had heard of Peter, but he had not had a chance to have a deep interaction with him. If you do not travel, you will not meet certain men of God. Traveling to Korea was once, traveling to Korea was once, was one of the most important things I ever did. Traveling to Korea opened me up to David Yonggi-cho, who was the pastor of the largest church in the world at that time. The trip opened the door for me to fellowship with great, God's great servant. It also opened many doors of ministry for me. People who do not get up and go will never see certain things in their lives. Traveling is important. Opens you up to new things. Amen. Amen. Just even normal traveling opens your eyes to new things. Many men, you learn so much when you travel. You think you have seen everything before till you travel. Yeah, till you travel. Till you travel. Yeah. You travel, you eat food that you, you have never eaten before. Yeah, 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 yeah. You travel. Even you understand your body when you travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, going to Korea showed us that, look, your body clock really works. Yeah. Yeah, when everybody is asleep, you see, you can't sleep. You are awake, and it's in the night. Reason why you can't sleep is that it's during the day where you come from. So you can't sleep, and you can't go anywhere. There's nothing really you can do. So you are awake. Uh, when it's the morning, you see, you start to sleep. Hell! you forced to stay awake. You can't stay awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 yeah. Look, the services in Korea, they are usually not long. Short services. They start one hour, they are done. The person preaches. If there are two people preaching, then maybe somebody will preach 40 minutes, another preacher will preach another 40, and then there's some exhortation in between. You will see you as anointed as you are when you are sitting, you see, you are struggling to stay awake. Yeah, because in your, in your country, by that time, you are asleep. You can't be awake. Then when they say, go and sleep, they 
then suddenly, you see, your whole body has woken up. It doesn't want to sleep. You bind it, it won't bind. You lose it, it won't lose. You see what people have done with their country. You see things you don't see in your country. One of the things I learned from my many travels is that white people build. They build. They build. Yeah. And they build things that will exist for hundreds of years. When you see some of the buildings, you would think they were built yesterday. They were built 18-something, 17-something. But they built them so solidly that they will be there. And, and actually, when they, they talk about their cities, they are talking about the buildings that they are built there. They are built there. That's why when, the, when they were having the Second World War and Hitler wanted to attack France, their friends said, you know something? This is not by force. We have not said we want to fight with anybody. You want to take France. Just come and take it. It's not a problem. You don't have to bump and break the whole place and spoil our nice building. Just come and take the, the whole, come and take it. Don't, don't break it. We won't fight. We won't even shoot a gun. We won't even throw a knife. Just come and take it. Yeah. So France looks how it was. But if you find yourself in, let's say, like Germany, see parties, that is different because it's like a, like a city that was built again. Because the bomb broke them. All the countries that Hitler attacked, he bombed their places and broke their places down. So it's like Poland and all these people, they have to rebuild it. But the French said, you know that they don't come and spoil, spoil our, uh, what do you call it, Champs-Elysee, uh, this one, uh, Lafayette. Um, or don't come and spoil anything. Leave it as it is. Yeah, don't come and spoil Notre Dame. You see the way we all became alarmed when we heard that Notre Dame was burning down. Yeah, don't why are you coming to spoil it? Don't spoil it. They build. You see, another thing I like to, they use what they have. Yeah, they use what they have. Look. If you see, just come and watch a building. I said, this building, we have some in Johannesburg. I said, this building, we have some in Johannesburg. How come that tens of thousands of people are just flocking there to go? What is even there to see? But they have preserved it. They have marketed it. So everybody is going. When you go and see for the first time, you are coming out there. You say, oh, oh okay, so this is it. Uh, but you have come already. You have collected your money already. Yeah, you think people are going to watch soccer. You think it's a football game that people are like, like there's human traffic. You just go and see some old gun, old gun that is pointing up. Old gun that is pointing. Joel, you see the, the carriage we saw today, something like that. You see the carriage is there. People are, they'll give it a name. The cannon, they give it a wild name. Then people come, they are coming to see it. Oh, they use it, they market it. Yeah, meanwhile, we have one. I'm telling you, we have one. Recently, we went somewhere. I won't mention the name. We went somewhere, and we saw that they had put lights. Lights. Do you know lights? Please, when it's time to close, just tell me how close. They have put light. Light, light, colorful light. This type of light that do like fountains and things. They put it there. Okay? Yet, yeah, but the place closes, closes at 4 p.m. Hello? 
it closed, they closed. So I asked the people who did the light, their representative was there. And they used 11 million for the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah, if a light that costs 11 million, it should shine even from that place into our church. 11 million light, because this one is just a 1,200. We can all see it. So if the light costs 11 million, it should be able to shine over the whole province. Hey, help me little. And in addition to the close at 4 p.m., so I asked, so when are we supposed to turn on the light to see the 11 million light when you close at 4 p.m.? So you learn. I have 10, 10 places I want to see before I die from just traveling. I've seen, I think, four of them. I, not 10, 10, 10, this thing. Not 10 places I want to visit, 10 these things. Yeah, places I want to, that's also another list. But when you travel, and for a Christian, one of the journeys you should make is a, is a journey to where this ministry comes from. I'm saying all this to bring you to what I'm saying. You, you, one of your desires, one of your plans should be that I want to travel to Ghana one day. Yeah, to see where this thing really comes from. Yeah, not to go. Ghana is not some very nice place. I mean, generally speaking, forgive me, Ghana. But do you get it? No, it's not like when you go, you will see a, a, a golden bridge. I mean, there's no, 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 no. Ghana is just Ghana. Yeah, you just see human beings. Yeah. But you should go and see where the ministry comes from. It will teach you so many things. Teach you so many things. Yeah, if you want to travel to Jerusalem, to Israel, to see where Jesus comes from. If you can go to Ghana, why can't you go to Jerusalem? Or go to Israel to see where Christianity actually comes from. It's far more important than even going to God. Anyway, there we are going to be in Petamaros, but wow, got one wow. Wow, Ben Petamaros, but we are going to be sitting in a pile in Petamaros, but we are going nowhere to anywhere. Yeah, we are going to Petamaros, we are not going anywhere. If you try us, we'll go to Josini and come. That's all. You will not learn anything. And number five, I close on this one. I told you, Sasha, be open to the presence of God, to the power of God. Sorry. Be open to the power of God. And it came to pass, Luke 5, 17, on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. The power of God was present when Jesus was teaching. The people were sitting around casually, but the power of God was present. When you are in the presence of a great person, expect the power of God to be present. Expect to hear great things. Expect to hear short sentences and phrases that will change your life. Expect snippets that will revolutionize your entire life. Hallelujah. 
Anytime you are in church, anytime you hear preaching going on, expect the power of God to be around. And expect to hear something life-changing. Yeah, sometimes even just casual interaction. You are not, it's not, it's not saying, that say the Lord, I prophesy to you. You know you over there. Let me tell you the mind of God concerning you. In the next three days, these are the things that shall befall you. I come from the presence of almighty God with the mysteries and oracles of Jesus Christ to reveal your destiny and your mandate to you this evening. Oh, please. You see, this type of preaching, if we want to preach, we can preach like that too. We can preach like that. It's just this, this same thing for 40 minutes, and then we are gone. There you go. When you are tired, you want to catch your breath, you say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh my God. I feel something in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He anointed me. To preach to the captives and to bring deliverance to them that are bound. I see you being loose today in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Come on, I can't feel you. Can I get a witness in the house? Oh, please. We can go, please. Yeah, go deeper, man of God. Yeah. need some very good sound from the sound people to give you a certain boost and then there we go my 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 yeah yeah but just a few days ago or two yesterday or yesterday's yes i was playing golf with somebody and i decided this guy must get married yeah i just it's like just when i was going to hit that i said this guy must get married after i hit this shot if it's a straight shot he must get married the boy I said brother what do you think about getting married this year I mean then we started that discussion getting married because I decided that he must get married maybe two years time or something but I felt that what are we waiting for (laughs) body no be firewood (laughs) man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in the body. Let's satisfy the soul so that the body doesn't destroy it. Yeah. But you want, hey, I'm waiting for the day when our bishop has waited on the Lord and waited for 33 years. Then now I'll go and consult him, man of God, man of God. Tell me the mind of God concerning me. Then I'll lift up my hands and say, my son, my son, yanawam, yanawam. Today, the Lord wants you to know. <laughs> no. Yeah. One day I was standing with, I was, I called me when I went in, when I went in. Then he said, stretch your hands. And I just stretched my hand. And I said, okay, it's okay. So I was looking at him. Call me this doctor. Huh? So I went to bring. He didn't even say, he said, the person was a pastor. So call me pastor. So, I was wondering. Then I went to bring the pastor. When I can say, tomorrow Daniel is coming to see you. Eh? <laughs> Me? I'm not going to see him. When he comes, do this, do that. Then he started to list the test. Do this test, that test, that test, and let me know. 
I left the road. So it's not anything. Just go and see him. Yes, go and see him. It's not anything. I said, oh, don't be worried. Just go and see him. The next day I went. He took some of my blood. I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> then by then, I said, okay, we have to. My whole life changed because of. Yeah, that's all. My whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm even here because of that. I wouldn't have been here. Not that I wouldn't have been alive. I'm saying I wouldn't have been your pastor today if you are not being that. So sometimes God wants to change your life, but you are not open to the power of God. You don't even recognize that there's a power of God. I tell you this story, I, I preach, I close. Recently, somebody, a guy sent me a message. He used to be part of the church then. He, he left. He's just a small boy. Then he left. Then I saw that now he was in the ministry. He's doing his best and everything. Then he sent me a message. I was in escort with you. Then he sent me a message. Then he said, I mean, I see him on Facebook. Mighty things happening. He said, I remember how thick. Because now he's become a man of God. So his, his phrases are Bible phrases. I remember how thick the presence of God was anytime you ministered. And I've been searching for it for years. Anytime I minister for the thickness of the presence of God. If you, if you have ministered before, when we say the thickness of the prayer, you can. <laughs> yeah. And I've been looking for it and all through these years. And it's been it's gone away for about 10 years plus. I've been doing this thing. I've never experienced that thickness of the presence of God before. How do I do it? And I said, oh, so then I responded. I won't tell you my response, but I just showed him how. I said, it's the law of recognition. If you recognize it, God will do it for you. So now that your eye has been opened to it, that this thing is rare. It means God wants to say, it's like God is showing you a new thing. It can be done in your life. That's why when Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that? I said, you are the son. I said, ah, this thing is only, it doesn't come by flesh and blood. Then immediately say, on this rock, I will build my church. It's like, he, his eye was, he recognized who Jesus was. He said, ah, take it, do something for God. That's it. So sometimes, be ready and be open to the power of God. Sometimes I give people counsel that for me, I believe their life depends on it. But for them, they don't notice that their life depends on it. Yeah. Even this evening, I was just saying something. There. Somebody said, I wish, I wish somebody could hear what you are saying. I said, oh, it's not about hearing. I've said this thing to the person. So the person can, either cannot understand or cannot recognize. How you are seeing it as, look, what is this that, if, if anybody hears this thing, will change their lives. The person has heard it. Uh, even maybe it's because of the many times the person has heard it. That's why it's nothing to the person. So be open. Anytime you sit down to listen to the word of God, be open to the power of God. God will drop something in your life that will change your life. God will drop a, 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 a phrase that will change your life. Like this morning, Bishop said that you cannot live in this wicked world without prayer. You cannot. 
this no, not wicked, this dangerous world. You can't live in this day. By the way, flow prayer is back. You cannot live in this dangerous world without prayer. It's on Tuesday, every Tuesday, six, six, six o'clock for six thirty to nine. I mean, when he said it, I was alarmed. Because he had said a lot of nice and marvelous, fantastic, beautiful, powerful, honorful, wonderful, wonderful, orderful, anyful. But when he said that, thing, that you cannot live in this dangerous world without prayer. That's why when Jesus arrived, no, he started to pray. He started to pray because this world without prayer, you can't make it. So I pray that we will be open to all these means by which God brings new things into our lives so that we can do this great thing for the Lord. And I believe our lives will be better. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Just lift your hands. Thank God. Thank God for his word, that through his word, through the books, through men of God, through history, through travel, and through the power of God, new things will be revealed into your life. He said, I'll call on me and I will answer and I'll show you great and mighty things that are new to you, that are new to you, that you do not know of, that they are new to you. Lift your voice right now as we close. Show us great and mighty things. Things that we don't know about. Things that we have not known about. Show them to us, Lord. Show them to us. Things about our lives. Things about our ministries. Things about our work. Show them to us. Show them to us, Lord. Show them to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Leko mi so pakale baka Gran tolobo si palokaya Kemo si pando sento talebala Le pakoba se toliba Show them to us Lord Show them to us Lord Show them to us Lord Linko laba Gran totabe Kepa totaliko si pakaya Min tolobo sento balekaya Rama mama Rampa doba Brento laba Limpo lakenda Ben totalin sotan Open my eyes to new things. 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 Open my eyes to new things, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. New things about my life. New things about my ministry. In the name of Jesus. My God. My God. My God. Balikaya kama mama mama Open my eyes, 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 
Open our eyes. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. Link to new things that you want us to do for you. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for everyone here present and everyone who's watching or listening to us. Open our eyes to the new things you want to bring into our lives. Your word declares that we should call on you and you will answer us and you will show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Lord, show us these new things that are great and mighty for our lives and for our ministries. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Holy Spirit, empower us to do them when you show them to us. We bless you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. I want to take an offering quickly as we close. We close in the next 60 seconds. But take out an offering as we close. For some of you, just giving of, of offerings is that new thing that God wants you to do. For some of you, paying your tithe is the new thing that God wants you to do. Amen. So take out an offering. Take out a good offering. Sometimes moving from even 10 runs to 20 runs is the new thing that God wants you to do. Yeah, two coins to a paper is the graduation that God is expecting from you. So take out your offering. Let us give. Let us give. If your offering is out, lift it up. Let us pray. Lift up your offering. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for these offerings. Bless each one that is given in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ashes, please receive. Receive the offerings. Receive the offerings quickly. The account details are also on the screen. If you are watching from home, please send your offering straight in. And I believe that will be blessed.
song. Let's sing it one more time. life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.